Hey, this is Sharan Srivatsa. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to get unstuck. Regardless of what's happening in the world and regardless of what's happening in your business or regardless of what's happening in your mindset, we all get in and out of being stuck. We all get stuck on some small things and stuck on some big things. But the goal is to have a framework, have a mechanism for how to get unstuck. The most successful people find a way to get unstuck much faster than the rest of the world. In this episode, I'm going to break down for you how to get unstuck. I'm going to give you the strategy, the tactics, and the exact framework on what I recommend in which if you implemented this one thing, you can get unstuck very, very quickly. And it all starts right now. One thing is for certain. Just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this. Where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to. How to grow your business. How to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. We all get stuck. We all get stuck from time to time. It doesn't matter if it's a big stuck, a small stuck, a medium stuck. We all get stuck from time to time. So if you are stuck or feel stuck in some way, I made this episode for you. The biggest difference between someone that is stuck and not stuck is this. They have the ability and the capability to get themselves out of it. Say it again. The biggest difference between somebody that is stuck and not stuck is that they have the ability and the capability to get themselves out of the stuckness. Now, what is the difference between ability and capability? Ability is the raw material. Capability is the skill, all right? Ability is the raw material and capability is the skill. For example, uh, the ability means that you can walk. The capability means that you can walk on a tightrope, right? Ability is the raw material, meaning you can walk. Capability is the skill, meaning you can walk on a tightrope. Now, just because you can walk, you don't make any money. But if you can walk on a tightrope, you can be at a circus. Now, the point is, if you had the ability and the capability to get yourself out of a tough position, then you will never feel stuck. And that's what is super, super important. And the way to think about this is, let's say you have heard a story of a millionaire or a billionaire, someone that has been ultra successful, who has lost everything. Why are they able to make it all back over just as fast? It doesn't matter which entrepreneur you take. If you see a comeback kid story, you will see that they have lost it all and made it all back. Why? Because they have the ability, the raw material, and the capability, the skill, to make it all back. That's what keeps them unstuck. That's what keeps them focused on the future. That's what keeps them believing. Why do venture capitalists reinvest in founders who have both made it a couple of times and who have lost it a couple of times? Why? Because they have the ability and the capability to get them out of being stuck. You're like, all right, Sean, I get it. I need the ability and the capability. I'm feeling stuck right now. I'm feeling down right now. I'm feeling like I got pressure right now. I'm feeling like the market's crushing me right now. I'm feeling like I don't have a lot of income right now. I'm feeling like people telling me that I need money to make money right now. I'm feeling like whatever I try to do, I'm getting beaten down right now. I get it, right? That is why I made this episode for you. So I'm going to give you a framework to manufacture both ability and capability. Because if you know how to just out of thin air call on your ability and your capability, 
you will win. And it's not just hard work. That's not just the answer. But you and I both know that for us to get out of being stuck, like you gotta, like you gotta do something. You can't just sit around and believe in the secret and get in alignment with the world and hopefully like a big deal comes your way that you don't have to do any work for. Like that does not exist, right? That does not exist. And it's super important to know that we have to manufacture our luck. We have to manufacture our future. We have to manufacture our success. But we got to do it, you know, in, in alignment with what we have the ability and the capability for. So if you think about this, there is a very simple framework to get you to being unstuck. And I want to share it with you. The first step of this framework is singularity of focus. Here's what the singularity of focus means. The singularity of focus doesn't mean being doggedly focused on one thing. No. Singularity of focus, all it means is that you are focused on one impact. Like what is the one thing that you want to move? That is one thing that you want to change. That is one thing that you want to achieve. I always talk about the idea of defining the terms so that we can be in service of those terms. So a lot of people say, I just want to grow my business. Well, what does that mean? Well, what does growth mean? I had to define growth for myself, which is the intentional improvement of a specific KPI. Say it again, the intentional improvement of a specific KPI. So if I want to grow, I ask the question, what do I want to grow? Do I want to grow my biceps? Do, you want, do I want to grow my revenue? Do I want to grow my profit? Do I want to grow the number of followers? Do I want to grow my engagement? What is that specific KPI I want to grow? The singularity of focus is being very clear on that KPI. That's what it is. So if your KPI, key performance indicator, KPI, if your KPI is to grow that one thing, that one metric, then you should say, all right, my goal is to grow my income. Great. If your goal is to grow your income, that's awesome. That is your singularity of focus. Everything else that you do in your life needs to be looked at from the lens of that one thing. How do I actually grow my income? That one thing, right? So, but to do that, now you ask yourself and do that, how do I do that? To do that, whenever people get stuck, what we try to do is we always have FOMO. We always think the fear of missing out is real with the so many things that we can do to achieve that goal. We all know that there are numerous paths to getting to our goal. We know that, I always think about success like a game of tennis. The singularity of focus on the game of tennis is to make sure every ball that you hit is on the other side of the net within the lines. That's the singularity of focus, right? The more balls you keep in play, the more chances you are going to win. That's it. No matter who you're playing against, if you always get the ball back and you always get it over the net and in, in the lines, you have a much better chance of winning. As a tennis player, that is called percentage tennis. The more chances you have with the ball on the other side of the net, the more you win. But the problem is you can't play like, I'll use a male tennis player example just for fun. Uh, you can't be Federer, Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal or Novak Djokovic all at the same time. You can't because they all play tennis very differently. So the question for you is what type of tennis do you play, right? Whenever people get stuck, they start to do a lot of things. And I'll give you a very simple example. Oh, when most salespeople get stuck, they believe that they have to get involved in multiple parts of lead generation. They're like, oh, I got to buy leads. I got to do ads. I got to knock on doors. I got to send out emails. Like you want to do 27 different things, but that does not serve the purpose because to do great things, we must do fewer things, right? To do great things, we must do fewer things. And how do you actually do that? So the singularity of focus has two components to it. Component number one, it is what is that KPI you want to impact and influence? And number two, what are the fewest possible things you can do? Fewest possible things you can do. And by and I say fewest possible things, I mean one, maybe two, one. What are the fewest possible things you can do to get there? So if you think that you are in the real estate business and you have a database of 250 people, if all you did, 
if all you did was grow your database and talk to them, and that's all you did. So every every morning you woke up and you said, I'm going to add three names to my database this today, and I'm going to talk to three people in my database today. That's all you did. There's no 554, 326, 927. You don't need any random combination. If you did, you could come up with whatever combination you want, but at the end of the day, you have to build a list and serve the list, right? So if you added three people to your database every day and you talk to three people a day, you, you're going to win. There's nobody that can beat you. I have talked to the top performers who have gotten weeks without talking to anybody. And they are like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck. Well, of course, you didn't do anything, right? Because we feel like just because we're living life, we feel like we're doing the right thing. Say it again. Just because we're living life, we feel like we're doing the right thing. This is the difference between ability and capability. Just because we're walking, we, we think we're walking on the tightrope, but we're not, right? We're just walking. And the times that you walk on the tightrope, as in the times that you talk to a client, is the times that you get paid. So the question I want to ask you right now is, what are the fewest possible things that you can do that will allow you to hit your KPI? By the way, it doesn't even matter what it is. We all know that you can be Rafael Nadal and you can be Novak Djokovic and you can be Roger Federer individually, not simultaneously. So what is the one thing that you can do? Whenever people get stuck, I will tell you, whenever people get stuck, we end up doing too many things. We end up trying too many things. We go really wide and not narrow. I promise you all the success are in the niches, right? And you get to the niche by digging deep. So the more you can get mastery at that one thing, the better. And I'm going to add to it in the second part. So the number one is a singularity of focus. You got to get the growth metric and you got to get the fewest possible things you can do to influence that metric. Here's number two. It's the cadence of accountability. What is the cadence of accountability? Meaning, as exactly like I shared, I'm going to add three people to my database and then I'm going to call three people today. What is that cadence? Can you actually have a spreadsheet where you say, I'm going to add three people to my database. Yes, I did it. I'm going to call three people today. Yes, I did it. You do that every single day and you see the cadence on the wall. You see the cadence in your spreadsheet. You can see the cadence in your app. You know that you're accountable to that thing that you created. That is when you win. Most people, most successful people have a cadence of accountability. I'll give you a very simple example. For the last 10 plus years, I've written three emails a week, right? Now it's not good, bad, or ugly that I wrote three emails a week. I just set a minimum standard that I was going to write three emails a week. I don't see the benefit of the three emails a week that I write today, but I see it over time. That is the cadence of accountability. It doesn't matter if it's a holiday week. It doesn't matter if I'm traveling that week. It doesn't matter if I'm gone for three weeks. It doesn't matter if I don't know what to write. Every week has three emails. And I've seen people who have created, oh, the daily email of the week. They've created new newsletters. They've done all of these from an initiative perspective but have never actually kept it going. The entire idea of creating a business is to keep it going. I say it again. The entire idea of creating a business is to keep it going so that you have compounded success. The success doesn't come from starting an initiative. The success doesn't come from launching a project. The success doesn't come from flashing the pen. The success doesn't come from instantly getting a post go viral. One post going viral, one initiative working, that is not the answer. Yeah, you need to only do it once, but the purpose of a business is, in accounting terms, is called a going concern. A going concern means you have to keep it going. If Amazon stopped today, like it would not make sense. If Netflix brought out three specials today and then turned off their channel, it doesn't make sense. We have to create a way in which we can keep going. And the only way you keep going is if you create a minimum standard for yourself and saying, this is my cadence of accountability. I do this. I do three emails a week. I, get, I talk to three people a week. I, you know, make three posts a week. I do whatever it may be, right? But what is the cadence of accountability associated with it? And if you can't actually reference and talk about that cadence of accountability, 
then you can never win because you can't keep it going. You can't keep it going. Here's the key part about the cadence of accountability. We've got to only accept the cadence of accountability that we can keep going. I run something called the 5 a.m. club. It's 5 a.m. Pacific time, a five-minute call, or five minutes in the morning, 5 a.m. Pacific time every single weekday, 365 days a year. But think about it. It is 365 days a year. I only accept that as a challenge because I can keep it going, right? The key part about the cadence of accountability is if you have a singularity focus and you pick the fewest possible things you can do and you have a cadence of accountability where you can do those things and feel good about it, you will win. Here's the craziest part about the 80-20 rule. 80% of the things that you and I do in a given day do not contribute to any progress whatsoever in our lives. And the truth of the matter is, how many times have you taken a vacation and it still kept going? How many times have you got called into the doctor and you had to go on an appointment or you had a busy day and it kept going? How many times you had to be with your family or take your kids to school or be a chaperone and it didn't get going? How many times you fell sick for the day and your business or life kept going? Why? It's not because of any other reason than there is a very specific 80-20 rule. And I will tell you that most of us do spend a lot more time thinking about the 80 and a lot less time thinking about the 20. My goal for you is to figure out what is that cadence of accountability that you can accomplish in a very short period of time that is your 20% that contributes to the 80%. So number one, write down your singularity of focus, like what is the KPI that you're going to improve and what are the fewest possible things that you're going to actually utilize to get to that KPI. Number two is what is the cadence of accountability? What are the things that you're going to do in a regular way to keep it going? Because the more you keep it going, the more you have a better chance of winning. At the end of the day, it is not about the initiative. It is about keeping it going. Only take out initiatives that you can keep going. Ask yourself, if I do this initiative, is it a one-time thing or a continuous thing? Because you cannot keep adding continuous things to your docket. You cannot keep adding continuous things to your dance card. You cannot keep adding continuous things to the things you have to do. Yes, maybe you take it on and you do it and you hand it off to a teammate. Yes, I understand that but you got to keep it going. Our success is based on keeping things going, right? So that's number two, cadence of accountability. And number three, good process drives good results. Super, super important. Good process drives good results, or like to say it differently, systems drive success. Once you figure out what your singularity focus is, then you figure out what your cadence of accountability is, then you got to say, all right, how do I get this done the most efficient way possible? And I call this the learning dogma. Let me explain, the learning dogma. So if you've been around me for any amount of time, you've heard this, me say this often, which is, when you listen to something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. But when you document something, you get to learn it forever. Just to give kudos, when you teach something, you get to learn it twice is by Jim Quick, really, really smart guy. But when you document something, you get to learn it forever. Now, the idea here is, what do you document? Let's say you have to make three calls a day. Well, you don't just make three calls a day. You tell yourself, hey, what do I see on these three calls? Before I call, what do I do? After I call, what do I do? What is my follow-up process? So you come up with a system on how you actually do it. And that system is really powerful. And my, what I'm trying to tell you is, you want to document that system because once you document that system, you get to learn forever and it doesn't become stressful anymore and you can keep it going. You can hand it off to somebody else. You can do amazing things with it. The power of systems is that you look at the things that you have to do and you, and you develop a way to do it so that you don't have to think about it. You and I have a system for driving our car. Literally, we get in the car in the morning, we have our coffee, we have our phone, we're without even looking, we're able to back out, back out of the driveway. We can literally drive from our home to our work or wherever on autopilot, not thinking once where we're going. Why? Because our system has been developed to achieve that KPI, which is what? To get to work on time, right? That's the cool part. So my question for you is, 
Is there something that you do that you can document and you can make a system out of it and you can name it? I actually made made an episode called How to Make a System. So you should check that out. But the cool part is once you do that, powerful things happen. Now you may say, all right, Sharon, that's very kind of nebulous and hazy. Like bring it to life for me. Well, let me give you some examples. I think that's what will really help you. So my friend Cody May, who is the CEO of Sheridan Street, it's an awesome real estate appointment setting company. And so what all what Cody and his company do is they set appointments for you. So they actually work your database and set appointments for you. And if you don't have a database, they build your database and then work your database to set appointments for you. The singularity of focus on that is very specific. What is it? To set appointments. That's it. That is the singularity of focus. So now that they have that, that is the goal. They're like, hey, we are going to do whatever it takes to set more appointments. And somebody will say, well, I don't have a big database. They're like, no problem. We'll set the appointments in the database that you already have. Or if you don't have a database, we'll build a database and we'll set appointments for you. So now there is something that serves that KPI. Well, what's the cadence of accountability? Well, the cadence of accountability is that their call center team calls the database X number of hours every single day. Now think about that. Imagine you had a team calling your database X number of hours every single day. That is the cadence of accountability. And then there is good process drives good results or systems drive success. Cody, what he's done is for the last year, he's built the system and he's figured out how to go teach it. He's like, hey, this is how our call center people work. This is how you should work. Here are the scripts that we use. Here's the calls that we have. Here are the warm transfers that we do. We just drop the call in your Slack channel and show you that this is the call that you made and this is how you dropped it. Because nobody likes to be told that, oh my gosh, I handed you this appointment and you screwed up. No one likes to be told that because now Cody's team is delivering on the appointment and you as the client are screwing up, but you as a client or I as a client will take responsibility for it. So he said, hey, here's my system for that success. And because he does that over and over and over again, he's able to get insane results for his clients. Now, is having a call center team to set appointments for you the right answer? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That's my baby not in your business. However, I do know that if you had more appointments set the right way and you had the skill and the capability, you would win. What is it? So you can, you have the ability to go into an appointment, but you may not have the capability to win the appointment. I say it again. You may have the ability to go into the appointment. That is, you know how to walk into an appointment, but you may not have the capability, the skill to win at the appointment. Most people are unwilling to accept that they don't have the capability. Most people confuse ability with capability. Just because you have the ability to walk into an appointment doesn't mean you have the skill or the capability to win that appointment. And I will tell you, nine out of 10 people that I see in most businesses don't have the capability and they think just because they have the ability, they have the capability, which is a significant misunderstanding. I'll talk to you about my friend, Christine Smith, right? She's a great uh, real estate agent in Orlando, Florida. And with a lot of the new changes that are happening structurally in the real estate world, she's created a presentation on how to actually work with, as a real estate agent, to work with buyers. And she's taking this presentation and that's the singularity of focus and she's training people on it. She's training her team on it. She's training other people on it. Her cadence of accountability is she's built this presentation. She's practicing it. And she wants to get really, really good at it. And the systems that are driving her success was she took all the ideas that were in her head and she built a playbook for it. And now what she's doing is she's teaching it. Not for money, not for fame, but she wants to teach it more so that she can become a better expert at it. When she gets really good at that, there's no way she can be stuck because she has now the ability and the capability, which is really, really powerful, right? When you think about these things, right, it's super, super important because we have to find a way to do ability and capability right. So we run Real. We're the 
fastest growing publicly traded real estate brokerage in the world, which is cool. Well, we have the ability to help agents. That's cool. But what is our capability? What is our skill? What do we do differently? So I'm still thinking about, hey, how can I change the life of our agents? Meaning how can I add significantly more profit and revenue share streams forever? So what is my singularity of focus? To change the way real estate agents think about their business. Most real estate agents think about their business as a sales business. They're like, oh, my business is up, my business is down based on the market. Most real estate agents' businesses correlated to the market. And I want to think about that business differently. I want to help us build a business, build a company where real estate agents stop thinking about their business as a sales business that is dependent on the market and more as a career. What does a career offer? Community, stability, multiple streams of income, longevity, healthcare, benefits, not having to like think about tools, technology, platform. The longer you spend in the business, the more benefit you have. When we can create a platform where that is the big switch, the singularity of focus for me was how do I change the way an agent thinks about their business and make it their career, right? Now, everything that I do from a cadence of accountability perspective is can I build this thing which will make their career better? Can I create this initiative that will make their career better? Everything is based on that singularity of focus. To get unstuck, we have to think about the difference between ability and capability. Just because you can walk doesn't mean you can walk on a tightrope. Just because you can go to an appointment doesn't mean you can win the appointment. Just because you can sell during a good market doesn't mean you can sell during a bad market. Just because you can write a post on Facebook doesn't mean you can sell using that post on Facebook. Ability and capability. The fundamental way in which we get ourselves out of being stuck the fundamental way, the core way in which we can find the path to always lifting ourselves up and never being susceptible to changes in the market or changes in the environment or changes in our mindset is to realize there's a big difference between ability and capability. And the way you have capability is number one, singularity of focus is what is that KPI that you want to grow and what are the fewest possible things that you can do in service of that KPI. Number two, the cadence of accountability, which is how often can you do it because the job of the business is to keep it going. And number three, systems drive success because now you have a learning dogma associated with it because when you listen to something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. And when you document something, you get to learn it forever. And when you get to learn forever, you can be unbeatable because what it does is it tells you that you have conquered the difference between ability and capability. So uh, if you're stuck, I hope this is helpful to you. I wanted to give you a little framework to think about it. If you know somebody that's stuck and you think this may be helpful to them, feel free to share it with them. I sit a lot of times in isolation thinking about what you may want to hear. So I'm not looking for you to like and subscribe and all of that. You're, you're, too, you're not going to do any of that. But if this is helpful to you, just do a quick screenshot and share it and tag me because that way I'll know that this was interesting to you and I could make more like this for you. All right. So if this is helpful, please tag and screenshot this and tag me on uh, on social somewhere. That way I know this was interesting for you and I can make more like this for you. I hope you appreciated this one and this was good and I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom. 
because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there.